You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 83, Katie Hess and a flower for every Bagua area. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So this week we have one of um, my friends, Katie Hess. She is the owner and founder of Lotus Way. And she is a flower alchemist, and she creates flower essences with our company, Lotus Way, and she teaches about flowers. And she's a really inspirational and gifted friend of mine. So I'm really excited that she was on this episode. So I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Katie. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, Laura and I are really happy to have you here. Hi, Katie. Hi, Laura. Pleasure to be here. So actually, Katie, you know, you were present like the first weekend we really started our business, Mm -hmm. our Mindful Design School business. Laura flew into New York and we set up a photo shoot. And then I was like, oh, you know, Lotus Way and Katie Hess are doing this. What was that uh, called? That's right. At the Mama Medicine. Mama Medicine. Yeah. At the Mama Medicine space. And we went to that and that was like a flower ritual clearing thing and then it was really fun yeah it was was really fun fun. yeah i remember we hit i was like we we took the eucalyptus and we like brushed our back and like you remember we took that we banged like kind of used it as like a broom on our back that was so cool it smelled so lovely it's so weird but so relaxing it is it's really (laughs) cool i was like okay and i loved it it was awesome so it's great that you're here now and now it's almost two years later into our our new business. So anyways, for the listeners, Katie Hess is our friend and she's also the owner and founder of Lotus Way and she creates flower elixirs and flower experiences and she's a flower alchemist. So can you tell us more about that, Katie? Yeah, I'm here to reconnect people with their greatness by reconnecting them back to nature. And one of the ways I do that is with flower elixirs. I go out into the wild and search for special flowers and figure out which ones have the qualities that we most need today and get them into a form that we can really bring nature back into our daily lives. Because so many of us aren't able to spend as much time in nature as we'd love to. And it's so balancing. And so in the olden days, doctors used to prescribe their patients to go out in the wild and drink the dew drops from the tops of the flowers every morning. But since that's become pretty impractical, <laughs> we've transitioned to flower elixirs. And we also work with essential oils too. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's very similar to feng shui because really feng shui is about reconnecting to nature because we spend so much time indoors now. I mean, modern feng shui is really about how to reconnect with nature. And originally feng shui was developed to live in harmony with nature to to make sure that you were... Um, cause they were more susceptible and at, 
the mercy of nature more than we are now, but we still are now, you know, we still have floods and, and other things that happen to us that we have no control over. But yeah, it's very, it's very similar. Can you also tell us what flower elixirs are and how you collect, uh, how you collect them? Mm-hmm. So quite literally what it is, is there the bioenergetic imprint of a flower stored in water and alcohol collected by solar infusion. That's a lot of big words. It essentially means like if you imagine yourself walking in a field of daisies, you inherently know that it feels totally different than if you imagine yourself walking in a garden of lush, fragrant roses, which also equally feels totally different if you imagine yourself walking through a redwood forest. So we know as humans that different flowers and plants make us feel differently. And so essentially it's bottling that essence, bottling the way they make us feel. It's a purely energetic uh, remedy and it's collected out in the wild. So the flower has the most energy or chi or life force on the plant. And so that's why we work with mostly the flower. Ah, okay. So I'm really excited to go through all the Bagua areas and and have you give your flower connection to each Bagua area. So Laura is going to walk us through each Bagua area and describe the color associations and all the layered symbolic meanings that go along with that Bagua. And then you'll talk about a flower that connects with it. And for the listeners, how do you practically use this? So, you know, Kate, I'm going to list some ideas and then Katie, you can add anything. So I was thinking you can actually go to that area of your home or bedroom, the bog, the corresponding Bagua area, and you can take the elixir in that area. You can mist the elixir in the room or on you in that area or on the objects or just the space in that area you can actually bring the flower, not the elixir, into that area. You can also, if you're repainting, you can put the flower elixir in your paint. And then, Katie, you had some ideas. Yeah, I was just going to say, besides like telling you what they are, also how they work, like so if you, traditionally you would take flower elixirs internally, right? So you would take them in your mouth, but sometimes we mix them with essential oils so you can mist them around your space. But the ultimate result is that it shifts your energy. It brings you back to your natural balance state. And so what we're seeing now with acupuncturists is that even just by placing the bottle on your body, it instantly changes your pulse. Ah, because it's just energetic. Yeah, uh. so it it like completely cleans up all of your meridian systems like in a matter of seconds. So even just like you said, having it in that area of the house on an altar or a few drops in a bowl of water or, or, or maybe you come through and you use it and you make a prayer or you make some sort of ritual or intention around it, that would be really mm. fun to sort of activate the area of your life. Yeah, yeah. I wonder also, um, well, I love the idea of, taking the elixir internally or misting it because because that makes sense to us. And then also having the flower is really beautiful because that's so tactile. But that makes sense that you can even just have a bottle of the elixir in the area with that intention can really change the energetics of your space. Okay, so Laura, do you want to take it away? Yeah. 
So I'll go through each of the areas of the Bagua. And for those of you who have been following our podcast for a while and our blog, you'll know that the Bagua is an energy map, to put it simply. It has many nuances and it's divided into nine areas. So we're going to go over nine areas. And each of those areas, we call them guas. And they have many, many layers and many depths of symbolism. So I will give Katie some top line things that energetically speak to each of the areas. And we like to start whenever we do the Bagua, we will follow the nine star path, which is in itself a blessing. So we'll start with Jun, which is new beginnings and often referred to as family. So Katie, this area is associated with the color green and it is the element wood and it's yang wood. So it's very fast growing wood. It is called new beginnings because it's connected with springtime. So it has that energy of growth, quick growth. And when you go back to the I Ching reference for it, it is actually thunder. So, which is that shock, that quick spark of something starting the beginning of something. So that is the wood gua called a shin. Mm, I love that. Okay. So I had some things prepared, but as you're talking, it's helping so much. I just scrapped what I had written. And based on what you're saying, the energy is, I would actually recommend bamboo. You know, there are some varieties that are mm-hmm. a foot a day. Yep. So super fast growing, like you said, and stronger than steel. So yeah, I would recommend an elixir yeah. like bamboo for, for in then in that format, it's like determination, making the impossible possible quick growth, knowing that you can make things happen. And then if you want something yummy with essential oils, bamboo is also found in a blend that we have called Full Bloom. So that would be something that you could mist around. And that also has a night blooming cactus in it that blooms only one night a year. So it's that just like all the energy bursting in, you know, full moon in May. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, a feng shui adjustment would absolutely be to put a plant like bamboo because bamboo is used in feng shui because it's got this upright and noble growth and it's also hollow. So it means that you ha- it represents an empty heart. So there's a-, a lot of correlations with that. So that's great. Okay. Empty that's meaning perfect. like emptiness? Empty like, like in the, the, in the Buddhist, like in the the Buddhist, Buddhist way. Emptiness. <laughs> like spacious, spacious, <laughs> yes. full, yes. spacious, full emptiness. Yes. <laughs> or, or lately I've heard you, emptiness equals interconnectedness. Okay. So the next area is called Shun and that is what often people call wealth. We like to refer to it as abundance, blessings, prosperity. So it's all those things that sort of come to you. Uh, A lot of people like to talk about money with it, but we like to think about it more broadly. And it's also a wood gua and it is a yin wood gua. So it is a slow growth, a visual is a, a large oak tree. And when you think about it back to the I Ching, it's actually wind. And that's because there's a flexibility to this area where you can sort of go with the flow like wind, so sway gently. And I like to think of it as being able to be flexible and weather these things and see the positive and be able to embrace your abundance in a very open way. And the color it's associated with is beautiful purple. So exciting. Okay. So I think of two different flowers. One is peony. Mm, It's like, you know, a woman's thousand skirts. It's like sexy, sensual. 
But it's also like abundance. You know, if you've ever grown up in those areas of the world and just buried your face in a peony flower, oh, it's so abundant. And it's for attracting prosperity, abundance. But like you said, also just like realizing the richness of the present moment. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to do, it can have to do with money, but it can also be just appreciating like all of the wealth of everything around us, as well as sweet pea essence mm. is good for dissolving any messaging or patterns in our DNA around lack or scarcity. So really oh, helping us up level at that software so that we're in alignment with the reality of how mother nature is, that there's always a, an overflowing abundance of everything. And both of the colors of those flowers are that sort of magenta, purple, pink. And then if you wanted an essential oil blend to match with that, you can find peony essence in a blend that we have called Wild Abundance. And it's got jasmine and sandalwood and it just feels Mm. like super indulgent. And sometimes it's nice to have those rituals where with like one simple action, you you already feel indulgent Mm. and wealthy and abundant, right? (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I just sprayed wild abundance mist on myself actually while you guys were talking (laughs) because, um, uh, oh, so for the listeners, I was on Katie's podcast, which is called the flower lounge podcast. And I was on there a month or two ago when for, for Chinese new year, we, we just scrambled it together, but it was really great. And Katie came up with a blend for each Chinese zodiac animal. So if you haven't heard or seen that episode, you have to check that out. So I'm a dragon. So for dragon, it was actually wild abundance. And so I have, and then Katie, I had a whole bunch, but Katie also sent me some more. And so I've definitely been including that with all of my, um, all the flower essences and all the different homeopathic. Like I always have like tons of little bottles all over my desk, like at least 10, but a wild abundance is a really great one. And I just missed it. And it's, it definitely smells very regal too. I think the Jasmine in it, which is also this idea of abundance, like taking your seat and being the regal empress that you are. Yeah. I should mention too, we have this new blend coming out and, and I mentioned it because I feel like we're at this point in our culture where we're so ready for it. It's like, as women, like embodying the queen and mm-hmm. being able, it's called expansive presence. So it's like uh, receiving more abundantly and being open to more support and nourishment. And even just like as simple as like, if someone's like, oh, I got the door for you. And we'll have that habit of like, no, I got it. I got it. I, I can do it. Right. <laughs> um, and, or for any of those things for that matter, just being like, oh, thank you. And like embracing and receiving with grace, everything. Yes. Um, so look for that one too. Yes. Cool. I can't wait. I'm going to have to add 11 bottles. I'll have to have 11 bottles. On my desk now. <laughs> okay. That was fantastic. I love it. And I also love the sweet pea. And I, I, that, what you said about that was amazing. The shifting patterns and mindset. Okay. So the next one is the Tai Chi, which is the center. And it's actually not a gua. It's because it's the center. So all the guas circulate around it. But because it's the center, it is this grounding force that connects all of the other areas and guas. And the center and the grounding is very important. And it is an earth gua as well. And the color associated with is yellow. Interesting. 
Okay. So two things came to mind. One is an elixir called self-heal, which I think almost everyone in the world can be taking at this point because it helps us access our natural abilities to self-heal and thrive and flourish. And when I think about something being at the center and, you know, like the energies of Tai Chi and well-being and health, that seems to make a lot of sense. And we also have a blend called Radiant Energy, which is about expanding your powerful presence and boosting your immune system and giving you strength and vitality. That's good. Does that sound mm-hmm. like a good fit? It does, because yeah. actually when you said well-being, it, it is about unity and well-being. And because well-being is such a big thing, I mean, it's not just health, it's so many things. So that is what the Tai Chi is about because it connects with everything. So it's your mental well-being, your physical you how you connect with your families, everything. So that's really great. Yeah. And I love actually in one of the episodes Katie has on her podcast, she talked about self-heal is a great one for people and pets and just for everyone. So it's something that you could just take all the time for your overall well-being. So your your body has the wisdom to heal itself and that and this just facilitates it. Yeah. And I thought of something else too. When you talked about families, there's a, a flower essence inside the radiant energy blend called navel orange blossom. I think about like navel, like your belly button, your center, which brings in warmth, right? And like looking at any areas of your, whether it's your life, your heart, your house, the corners, the closets, whatever that are cold. And it's about bringing in warmth, if that makes sense. It does. Mm -hmm. Okay. The next area is often referred to as benefactors and sometimes as helpful people. It's called Chen. And the I Ching, it's heaven. And it is also the father. So it has very yang energy. It's a metal area and it is yang metal. And the colors associated with it are grays, and metallics as well. And it has, when this, the overall energy of this gua is correct, righteous, but not in an obnoxious way when it's correct. It's correct and just and seeing truth and, and being just a very stand up mm-hmm. energy. Truthful. Yeah. Okay. So two come to mind. One is a flower called Angelica, which helps us be more aware of and in tune of unseen forces, you know, whether you think of that as your protectors or guides, some people think of it as angels or simply beings that are in unseen realms that can be helpful or even, you know, people in human form that we're unaware of that are helping us. And to really recognize that we do have that kind of support. The other thing that comes to mind is redwood redwood tree because it's so upright and it's like in the flower elixir world it's like the father it's the Mm -hmm. community holder the circle holder the old wise elder upright strong and firm and disciplined yeah that sound like a good it does and i like yeah and the 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 connection with guides and because of heaven is very important here that's you know it's a really important reference so yeah that's very cool yeah, this also this area is also related to traveling a lot as well. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay, next yeah, one. Next one. Next one is called Dway and it is again metal, yin, so softer metals, whites, so very pale and white, 
light colors, but white is the true color of it. It has to do with completing things, being productive, having things be resolved and coming together. And it also is joy is one of the energies that's connected with it. And if you go back to the I Ching, it's a lake and it's that beautiful reflective lake. There's a lot of beauty in this gua. It is connected to a lot of beauty and refinement, but overall the energy is sort of this coming together because it's like fall. It's like things get completed, things get finished. Mm, I love that. So one flower that stands out is called chandelier succulent and it's for finishing things. Anything that you've left. Oh, that's perfect. (laughs) Just want to like finish. Um, And it's found in a blend that we have called inspired action, but it also made me think of joy juice because I was thinking joy, metal, play, children, letting your inner child play, or even something like placing white daisies in that area or any kind of daisies. Um, are typically the embodiment of joy. Mm, yeah, this this area is actually called joy. Other people don't call it that, but I call it that because that's what's, what it's related to. It's really related to joy. Oh, I love it. So you could just go in this corner with a little joy juice mist and then take a deep breath and just... Yes. Well, it's also really like you were talking about the chandelier succulent, which is interesting because also this area is related to yin metal, which is actually refined metal like jewelry. So very delicate, refined jewelry and like a chandelier kind of this very elegant. Wow. That's Mm -hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, I didn't know that the chandelier succulent would be good for finishing things. It's interesting, like when, when I do a consultation for people, I get a lot of people that are good at starting things, but not good at finishing things. So they're really good at like the first wall we talked about, which is new beginnings. And the opposite of it is this completion gua, which is called Dway, which, yeah, it's like people really need help finishing things sometimes. So actually, like you can even put... If you need to get something off your desk, you can put paperwork or something that symbolizes that project in the completion area of your desk to help it along energetically. Whoa. Yeah. Or I've had like clients who ask me like, what should I do with like divorce papers or something? You can't dispose of them, but you need to have them in your home somewhere, but it represents something that you want to close or end. So you can put it in the completion area of your home to kind of let it end and then allow a new beginning to start. Wow, I love that. Yeah. I need to pile all my papers in that section (laughs) (laughs) of my desk. (laughs) Maybe you need to take some chandelier succulent. (laughs) No, seriously. I'm just thinking like I couldn't, you know, the Flower Evolution book that I wrote, I could not have finished that without that particular flower essence. So if, Uh, if anyone out there has projects that like, you know, you love and are amazing and fun, but then you hit a block and it's just like... Ooh. <laughs> it really does help you finish. That's a good gift for all my entrepreneurial friends. But also, you know what? We also say that if you're not good at finishing things, you need to surround yourself with people that do have that energy so they can finish it for you. So I think you have a good team. So maybe that's part of it too. You need to pass it along. Okay. What's the next area? Next area is called Gun and it is also referred to as knowledge and self-development. I also think of it as self-awareness. It is the mountain. When you go back to the I Ching, it is yang earth. So it's big earth and it is associated with dark blue. 
And it's a lot about really getting to know who you are, what you're capable of, what skills you need, what you need to learn to move forward in life. You need to take a good look at yourself, you know, and there's a lot of self-reflection in it. Oh, I love it. Okay. So the first one that comes to mind is a blend that we have called of flower essence is called inner peace. And it's the color is even dark blue. And when you say like mountain, it's the blend that just like grounds you immediately. It makes you feel like a mountain because if you use it regularly, it's like nothing can stress you out. Of course, the stressors keep coming, but you become that mountain, mountainous force. And there are other flowers in there that help with feeling comfortable in your own skin and allowing yourself to shine and developing more self-confidence. That's good. So that sounds yeah. like a That's good a very, it is a good fit. Yeah. yeah. Actually, when I was in my, on my trip to Japan, like I had, like a, a long time ago, I bought like a sampler of all your blends and that was one that I didn't really use that often in her piece, but I was like, oh, I'm going on this trip and I was going for a workshop that got canceled. So I was like, oh, I guess I have to take a vacation, which I haven't done in years. And, and I don't really have, a, I didn't really have any work to do, work that I had to do when I was on when I was away. So I was like, oh, maybe this is a good time to use this inner piece. <laughs> so I actually, I used it every day on my trip and it was really wonderful actually. So it was very grounding and stabilizing while traveling and also allowed me to kind of go on this trip. And I, and I wasn't stressed out because sometimes I get stressed out on trips because I worry about what's happening at home, but I wasn't stressed out. And I really had a delightful time because it was a really beautiful experience. It sounds amazing. It looked amazing too. Yeah. I just had this thought too. I just gave two days ago, I gave a TEDx talk and this was the blend that was like, you know, some, for some reason it's more stressful. You think, Oh, who's going to see this? <laughs> who's it going to reach? And so in terms of knowledge or self-awareness or public speaking, if you're ever at a point where you need to sort of expand out of, expand into a bigger mountain, that's a really good one to help keep you grounded. Mm. Well, what, what flowers are in inner peace? There's Arctic lupin, which is for like deep peacefulness, calm and feeling supported. There is mountain laurel, which is for feeling super comfortable in your own skin, even in new situations. Silk floss, huge giant pink flower that grows on a spiky tree and it's for allowing yourself to shine and red hibiscus which is the number one flower that the last time I was in New York City that everyone was attracted to which is for when you've had one thing after another stressful events happen it kind of gives you the light at the end of the tunnel and a sense of relief and strength Hmm. I think everyone could probably use that one and some more inner peace Okay, so the next squad, next area is fame and reputation. It's referred to sometimes. It's Lee. And it's also connected with recognition, how you're seen in the world. It is a fire area, so there's a lot of warmth there. There's a lot of generosity, inspiration. It's fire, so it's, it lights it up. It makes things become seen. Mm. Okay. Two things come to mind. One is a flower called Royal Poinciana. It's a bright red and orange flower that grows on a tree. And it's also in some countries, it's known as flame of the forest because when it's all blooming, it looks like a tree on fire. 
And it's essence is all about asking for what you want and knowing that you deserve it. The other flower that comes to mind is red bird of paradise. And that's a flower that grows out here in the desert in Arizona when it's 115 degrees out here and everything else is like cowering under the sun. This flower is like, yes, it's, it's just incredible. It's red and orange. It looks like fire and looks like an orchid kind of. So either of those two seem like a really good fit. And the red bird of paradise is in a blend called inspired action, which is kind of spicy and it's all about inspiration. And Royal Poinciana is inside a blend called Full Bloom. So both of those feel like really expansive for this area. Yeah, I think um, even when you look at a bird of paradise, it's sharp like metal, but it's metal has a lot of sharp edges, but the shape is kind of really triangular, which is the shape of fire. So it's echoing that as well. And also I love that you said with Royal Poinciana, asking for what you want. That's, I think, a huge part of the Lee area and fame and recognition and passion and, and being seen is that first you need to be able to ask and make yourself known because a lot of people, they need to take that first step. So they're seen and, you know, so they can become recognized and need to be able to ask and, and know what they want to, what they want. Very good. Yes. Love it. Okay. Where are we going next? Oh yeah, we're going to Khan, which is career, is sort of the what everyone knows about this one. And we like to broaden it a little bit and think about what's your purpose in life? What's your path? What do you really want to learn deeply? And what kind of wisdom do you want to bring to the world? It's water, it's darkness. There's a real still, cooler, deep quality to it. And in the I Ching, it, it does have a dark sort of quiet sense where you're going in and you really have to think deeply about things and conquer things. So there is this wisdom and quietness to it, but it's water. So it also flows and brings opportunities and comes with you because water is in this area, both yang and yin. So there's not two of them. So it's got this sort of duality to it, but the color is black as well. I think immediately of the blend that we have called Boundless Wisdom, it feels sort of dark and, and quiet to me because all of the flowers inside of it help us sort of like rest into the spaciousness and our own innate wisdom that lies within. And when we can do that, when we can allow the silence and allow the spaciousness, it's then that the flashes of insight are able to make their way into our consciousness, clarifying our path. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the main components of that blend is the Bodhi tree, the same tree that Jackie Mooney sat under 2,500 years ago and said, I'm going to sit here until I get enlightened. (laughs) (laughs) And then another flower I thought of as wonderful is red cup water lily. It's a giant red lily that blooms in the middle of the night. So it's got that earthy, watery feel, quiet in the night. And that's more like uh, the divine, like divine feminine sort of wisdom. Love yeah, it. those are great. Also, for the listeners, you should know that not everything has to be a flower. It could be a botanical. <laughs> so I love the Bodhi tree elixir that you have. And what was the other one? The red cup? Red red cup water lily. Okay, red cup water lily. Would any water lily work too if you wanted to bring in a cup flower? Yeah, I mean, water lilies in general. So we have also worked with a white water lily, which is good for heightening the senses and enhancing synchronicity and magic and just overall awareness. Mm-hmm. 
fluidity. So that sounds like a good fit. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we're almost done. Yeah. We're in the, the last, last the last area is Kun. It's partnership. Of course, everyone thinks of it as love and romance, and they bring it back to the pinks and the love and the romance, <laughs> self-love, mother, nurturing, all that receptive energy. And it's yin earth. So it's got that soft, soft receptive quality. Mm -hmm. So many things. Okay. Hong Kong orchid is what comes to mind first. It's this beautiful, like pink. It's not actually an orchid. It's a tree flower, but it, it's almost like a woman arching her back. And it's all about total acceptance of every aspect of oneself and self-love. It's about being able to be seen and be heard because of that very fact that you just embrace every part of yourself. And pink magnolia, which is about self-care during those times when you tend to give away your energy and resources and love to everyone else, and then you forget about yourself. Mm -hmm. It helps remind you to come back to yourself. And those two flowers are found in a blend that we have called infinite love, which is really soft and rosy. And then another flower that comes to mind is one that grows in the Pacific Northwest and it's the rhododendron. And I mean, there are so many colors, oftentimes pink. And this is kind of like the mothering mother flower. It helps us with like that softness and feeling like a sense of belonging, feeling like at home in the world. And that's in a blend called fierce compassion. Another thought I had... I'm not sure if you take it back to like romantic relationships there if you yes yeah papaya blossom is for showing us if there's compatibility meaning let's say you have a relationship with someone and you're sort of exploring is this really working papaya will either make it very clear by showing by like amplifying how much compatibility or it'll make it very easy to let go if it's not oh that's a good one Mm, that sounds not important. for me, but <laughs> sounds important for all. <laughs> yes, there are many people I think that would like that. Yes, and I think you know they would. All these types of uh, flowers would also be good for any types of partnerships, right? Like business, mm -hmm. friendship, all the sorts of love, family, mothering, fathering, whatever constitutes that as a partnership. Is that right? It's not just yes. romance. Yes. No, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's any, yeah, it's definitely like Laura was joking the other day in class that she would put a picture of me and her in her, her, her partnership <laughs> romance love area of her desk, which, cause your desk represents your work and your career. So it would really on your desk, it can also represent your partner. So <laughs> next to maybe you, you can put away the picture of you and your husband and put the picture of me yeah. and you up. <laughs> but it's, we always joke, you know, when you work with someone a lot, it's like, they're like your work wife so. <laughs> or, or, a lot of my clients actually say that too. They're like, you're like my work surrogate husband. Because <laughs> they, they probably talk to me more than they talk to their husband during the whole working through their renovation. <laughs> yeah. You know, actually what I was wondering about too, and I know this isn't a blend that you have or that I've ever seen anyone make a flower elixir of, but I recently was working with peach blossom and in feng shui, there's actually something called peach blossom luck that in Chinese astrology, there's different zodiac animals have peach blossom luck, depending on the astrology or the energy that year. And it's also even just the color peach or pink or peachy pink, like if you wear that or paint your room that you can attract a partner so much so that if you're in a relationship, you should then 
Like once you get into the relationship, you should then change the color or else you're going to keep attracting more partners. And then I just found out a couple of days ago that recently it was girls day in Japan and peach blossom is a traditional flower for that as well. So I wonder if you have any if you're familiar with peach blossom. Yeah. So we have, we actually have peach blossom in our collection. We've just never made a product out of it. It's just sort of sitting in our library waiting for the next opportunity, but we do work with plum blossom. Oh yeah. I have that on my desk right now. Yeah. (laughs) And, and they're very similar energy. So all the stone fruits are really similar in that they're about softening softening, softening, softening. Yeah. Feeling like we're surrounded by friends. Like we live in a benevolent world, dropping our defenses, taking bigger risks and just, it's like an ocean of softness. And I could imagine how that would be really great quality for attracting a partnership. Yeah. I think that would also, so plum blossom in your collection or any kind of blossom from a use of stone fruit tree could be really great, especially now that they're in season in the Kun area, because that's a lot about what Kun is about, like the love area or just love in general in in feng shui. Like we look at it as really becoming softer and more receptive because Kun is also the receptive in the I Ching, it's receiving. It's the most feminine, like not that it has to be female, but it's most feminine receptive, like yin aspect of the the feng shui bagua map and that's the quality well can i ask a question yes so what are some of your favorite sort of cures or like one thing that each of you are doing right now with these particular areas or one area of your Mm, house that's a good question well we just did the plant we had just given everyone around us, whoever listens and wants to participate, the bringing three plants into a particular area or a particular gua. And so we all talked, we each, Angie and I talked about which one, and I actually ended up just going to do new beginnings because the timing made sense for me for what we were working on and what we wanted to do. I really wanted to kickstart something. So I went out and got, you know, new plants and similar pot and I don't really don't need an excuse to bring in new plants, more plants into my house. So it was a good <laughs> way to do that. That's the one that I did most recent, apart from the meditations and the, the other things that we do sort of all the time, you know, a little one, but in terms of physical one. So yeah. you would recommend if anybody listening had a, you know, like really sparked up with one of those nine areas mm-hmm. to bring three plants into that particular area. Yeah, we actually gave, in the last few podcast episodes for Spring Equinox, we did it, I think it might be just the most recent episode, a feng shui challenge. She has to pick an area and then to buy three new plants. So so since we're, you can see me, like I I actually activated, <laughs> um, I have a lot of, I got nine, nine, I did double duty. I did nine plants, nine plants in my recognition fire area. So Lee and that so like Laura activated her new beginnings, which is Jun area, new beginnings family, which is spring, and that's actually directly related to wood. And then for me, I activated the fire area. So fire is actually fed by wood, so it makes it more robust and keeps it going. So I so I put all these there's a lot of plants over there, right? <laughs> yeah, you can do that too in your office. We can give you a feng shui challenge too. But now I can also mist some um, 
use a mist, but I am using the, I think the bonsai plum blossom that we have right now in your flower evolution program is great. Cause actually I just, so I was just in Japan and I was around so many plum blossom cause they're, they were blossoming right now. Maybe they might be done by now, but yeah, it's one of my favorite plum blossom. Well, that was so wonderful for you to share all your thoughts on the bog one mm-hmm. yeah, and how to connect it with flowers because everyone loves flowers. Love and just for the listeners, as a reminder, you can purchase all of these elixirs at Lotus Way's website. You can also find the flowers and bring them into your space and put them in the gua or just put them anywhere in your life because you'll just yeah, start to embody find, that energy. If something like really stood out to you flower-wise, you can always, we have a, like a search bar on our website, mm-hmm. which is lotusway.com, W-E-I.com. And if there's something that you really like, you could almost print out the photo and just like put it in that area, right? Oh yeah. Or like draw a picture of it or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause that's just like how you're saying you don't even need to use it, but just to have the image of it. Yeah. Or you can, if you're repainting, you can put the flower looks in your paint or you can, I love, I'm really into the mist misting now. So I love that it's just misting it into your space, which further emphasizes the spatial quality and the energetic quality of flower elixirs. So yeah, there's many ways you can incorporate it and like drawing the flower, the picture of the flower. But yeah, there's so much to explore on your website. So everyone should go check it out. Yes. And and we'll have a link in the show notes. Is there anything I wanted to ask Katie before she, you know, before we wrap up? Is there anything you're doing now, like something new you're excited about that you're working on that you guys are doing? Yeah. So doing this TED Talk was for me sort of like the initial kickoff of teaching. We're doing a huge teaching tour this year in the US and in Asia and looking to really teach many, many more people around the world about this, the beauty of flower remedies. So that being said, what would you recommend? What would you guys recommend? Oh, you should probably activate the new beginnings area then. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're just like Laura said, cause you're yeah. starting something, starting something new it's not really about the other things because I think you have all the skills and knowledge. It's not necessarily about abundance. It's not necessarily about relationship, all these things. It's really about putting the energy behind something new. And then as that moves forward, you would then be able to, maybe we could fine tune it for you after that. But I, that's my thought. What do you think, Laura? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think the only other thing is if you really want, cause you're, you're going out into the world and you want to be seen. So maybe a little bit of fire in there too. No. Perfect. Uh, Yeah. Oh, so those are the two areas we activated. So you can put your full bloom in the new beginnings areas. Actually, you could just do this on your desk. You don't even have to do it in your home, but you can lay the bog on your desk. So the new beginnings area, if you divide your desk in a three by three grid would be the left middle and the recognition is the top middle. Do you have a desk? Like I remember Taylor showed me your desk, a glass desk too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, glass desks aren't the best feng shui. But... Well, I never sit at it. Is that bad feng shui too? Um, <laughs> no, it's okay that you don't sit at it, but it still represents your career. So it means that things can fall through and it's very fragile. Oh. So maybe you can get a new desk actually. That sounds good. Yeah, get a new fun desk, maybe like a red desk or the best desk is usually like a rectangular desk that's really sturdy and heavy like of wood because it's the most stable. And supportive. What about about around like a cross cut of a huge tree? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Round is 
so you were saying you don't really sit at your desk too much. That's fine. Round is creativity. It's always being able to keep the ideas flowing around and around. Now, when you want to finalize something and really finish it, you'll need to sit somewhere more stable. But if you just want to keep like being creative and flowing, round is the way to go. If you were an accountant, I would tell you not to get a round desk. Do you know what I mean? Like you need to be very exact, but, but for, for your, for what you're doing, I think that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Or like kind of like a kidney type shape would be okay too. An organic shape is good. That's so interesting. I think so often we're attracted to things that we actually need. So like I have a glass rectangle desk. I never sit at it. It just piles up papers. And where I love to sit are these round wooden desks and I sit on the floor. (laughs) Don't you find that sometimes you're just attracted naturally to what you Mm -hmm. need? Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. A lot of times people say, um, oh, like feng shui is really just common sense. (laughs) So, cause it, cause it's just about doing what you're, what you're really attracted to. Um, yeah. And same thing with flowers, right? Like on your website, you have people go to which flower they're most attracted to. Our bodies are wise. They know what to lean towards. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So asking yourself, what did you say? What you're drawn to or what's beautiful to you surrounding yourself? Just being around things that you lean towards or that you're attracted to your, your body knows. That's pretty luxurious. We also have to get over our own conditional yeah. blocks. Yeah, exactly. too, so. There's a lot of awareness work that needs to be done in there. So you're, you know, the fact that you don't just force yourself to sit at your glass desk and work there all the time, that you're just going to where you need to. There's some people that need to take that step and to just flow with it. And I think that that's something that what, what both of our modalities does is to peel off the layers so that you can see things a little more clearly. And yeah, it is common sense, but only once you've peeled away stuff, then you're like, oh, it's not really common sense to almost every, you know, to everyone, to us or to somebody, somebody might be saying that's common sense. And it's like, yeah, but they've been doing a lot of awareness work and they've been really, you know, moving through things and flowing. And so then, you know, you got to get there first to see the the commonness in it, I guess. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think of it more as like, when you say it, it just sounds like truth. It resonates. Yeah. And maybe it's not so common knowledge, yes. but it's yes. true. Yes. Well, you know, I get a lot of feedback that people say, when, yeah, once I explain it, they're like, oh, yeah, of course that makes sense. <laughs> but I definitely think you could treat yourself with a new desk. But a desk is important because it represents your career. And even if you don't use it that often or at all, it still represents that. Just like it's similar to if you have a bed that you maybe travel a lot or like you're traveling to Asia a lot, right? So if you're in Asia for like six months, you still have your bed and it still holds your chi and it still represents you. So your desk still represents you, like your home still represents you, all these things, your primary residence, your primary bed, your primary stove, your primary desk. Yeah. And so a glass desk means it's very fragile and that things can fall through. And Laura just taught her students, but what else does the glass desk mean? It's just ideas. Yeah. Just, yeah. Ideas, just just ideas. It's hard to hold, it's hard, hard to bring things to fruition. Sometimes they just are falling through. And then, as you said, the fragility of it too. Yeah. I mean, if you, if for someone who's freaking out now that they have a glass desk, um, (laughs) like, and actually with Taylor, I was asking her what kind of desk she has. You can also, if you can't, if you are not able to purchase a new one, then you can also back paint it. Mm -hmm. 
to create an opacity or you can you maybe collage something underneath wait does it help if it's white and opaque or no Mm -hmm. Oh, yours is white and opaque. Mm -hmm. It, it does. does help, but it's still mm -hmm. fragile. So for you mm -hmm. as the owner of a big company and yeah. overseeing a lot of people, I would say for you, it's okay for other, for people who are working for someone. And because actually you were given, you gave them those tasks probably, but for you, you need something much more stable and solid. Before we go, Laura's going to. I'm just going to remind people that are listening that Angie and I are Enrollment is open for our next session for our full feng shui practitioner certification. So it is May the 2nd is our immersive weekend. And if you go to mindfuldesignschool.com, you can click on certification. There's all of the information you need there. It's a six month program, starts in May and it is level one tutorials, and then you move in September, we move into level two, where we do our in-depth deep dive, all the adjustments. So you can go through all of that detailed information. And right now we are also doing info sessions too. If you sign up there and click on info sessions on our website, you can sign up for the most recent info session where Angie and I will be presenting live online, everything about the program. So that's that. Okay. Well, thanks, Katie. Thanks so much. And maybe we should do another of these episodes and we can do feng shui for Lotus Way or something. That'll be fun. Ooh, that would be great. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, okay. Katie. That was Thank great. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.